want to talk to you today about rescuers, except not rescuers as rescuers, but rescuers as addicts. I find that rescuers are some of the most difficult people to work with in addiction. Why? Because they see themselves as the adult in the room. A rescuer always will walk into a situation and somehow they see themselves, okay, I'm the one who's going to fix this other person. I'm the one who's going to bring life. I'm going to bring health. And they have this mindset, almost like a parent-child mindset of, all right, now I know what to do. I know how to do. I understand myself. I can make all of the necessary decisions. Well, if you're trying to work with a rescuer then, almost invariably, they're not going to see what they need to see. And if you try to bring it to them, number one, they're going to be offended. And number two, if they're not offended, they're just not going to be able to hear it because rescuers instinctively have what I call an adult-child view of life. They're the adult in the room. You've got the child. They see that. How dare you approach them in a way that breaches that adult-child mentality? So I come to a rescuer, and I'm sitting down, and I'm having a talk with them, just trying to work through the different things. It's like there's two sets of glasses there. There's one set of glasses that they use for other people. There's one set of glasses they use for themselves. And the set of glasses they use for other people tends to be extremely critical. And it's like, oh, I can see that mistake, and I can see that one, and that one, and that one. And here's why they're not getting better. And here's what's crazy. Much of the time, they're very accurate. And because they're so accurate with the people around them, that's part of what draws them into being a rescuer. Because they're accurate about that, then they are lulled into a place of confidence that they also should be able to be accurate in themselves. But that doesn't take into the account the two sets of glasses where I'm seeing other people through this other lens that's more critical, and it's accurate, but yes, it actually becomes more critical. Well, guess what? We got a problem here. Anyone who walks in a critical spirit the Bible talks about Romans chapter 2, when you condemn others, when you're critical of others, that, that thing you're judging others in is going to come back on yourself and you're going to end up repeating it. So the way they see other people, the accuracy with which they see other people actually is a real problem. It sets in motion spiritual law to a place where they're going to repeat the very thing that they're condemning. So then I come to them and I'm talking to them. And immediately, what are they doing? They're seeing other people. They're seeing other situations. And they say, oh, that's not me. That's them. And they immediately tend to become defensive because they think you're saying they're like other people and I'm the adult. I'm not the child. For most people to get better in recovery, the key issue is value. And here is the other issue with rescuers. They get their value from rescuing. Almost everybody is like this. There's something God has created them to do, and when they're doing that, they feel good about themselves. But there's another problem. God has created it so that we're not capable of doing what we need to do apart from Him. So you have a rescuer who's coming in, dealing with someone who's dysfunctional, dealing with someone who's broken, and that's very difficult in and of itself. And so you, you have to be strong. You have to be solid. You have to have a sureness and a confidence in yourself to be able to do this. They're dealing with that. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is there's going to be failures. And when those failures happen on the part of other people, they tend to pull that back to an internal place. 
How have I failed? Why am I not rescuing this person? Why am I not able to make this person better? So when all of that's going on, what's happening to their value? It's going down, 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 down. So the rescuer steps in, they begin to work with other people. They're laying their lives on the line. They're personally engaged. They're attached at a high level, which means they're feeling things at a high level. And the other person fails. They have no control over that. All they've done is brought this little piece of influence. They have no control over that, but they take it personally. And then when I take it personally, what it begins to get to me, I've been in a pride place. That adult thing that I've been describing, that's a pride place. I've been in a pride place. When you're in a pride place, where do you swing? When you go down, you swing into a self-pity place. And self-pity is one of the worst conditions to try to help because it has its own set of excuses. When I'm in a self-pity place, it's like, the world hates me. Nobody loves me. I'm no good. You're going through all of these kinds of mantras. And all of those are like self-fulfilling prophecy that just take you into this place of depression that's really sick. These are some of the kinds of things we're working with when we're working with a rescuer. And many, many times there's a high percentage of people who are addicts who actually have a rescuing personality. What's the solution? Solution is simple. Stop. Stop rescuing. Start recognizing this one fact, and it is a huge fact. You have a minimal ability to affect the people around you. Here's where I like to start. Over 90% of what happens in another person is subconscious. So when you're trying to influence another person, you're dealing with about 10% of the person. Then out of that 10%, I'm going to suggest another 90% of that is being driven by the ego. So now I'm dealing with 10% of that 10%. I'm actually only dealing with maybe 1% of the other person at a conscious level. So I walk into a situation. I'm going to be a rescuer. I'm going to be the person that rides in and fixes this thing. And I'm dealing with 1%. What are your odds of the person getting better? One of the things I like to say over and over again, you only have as much authority in another person's life as they choose to give you. Now, rescuers, if you're listening to me, how often do people give you a significant level of authority in your life? And the answer is not very often. And especially if you're a typical rescuer, at some point, in order to be more successful, I go into forms of manipulation and control and all kinds of other kinds of things. Well, the other person's going to pick up on that. They're going to pick up on the fact that you need them to get better. And when you need them to get better, it feels like manipulation. It feels like control. And that other person is not going to trust. And if they don't trust, your influence level just went down several more notches. If you want to get better as a rescuer, it simply starts with, yes, I like to rescue. So I will try to bring whatever godly influence I can into the lives of the people around me. But I'm going to stop paying attention to the results. I'm going to figure out what's healthy, what's not. I'm going to do what's healthy, and I'm going to do one other thing. I'm going to stop being the adult in the room. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to get quality people in my life that I respect and allow them to kind of be at least co-equal adults, if maybe not an adult and I get to be a child for a while. This is really incredible because you can only receive value from what you respect. So if I don't allow someone else to be at least a co-equal or maybe even an adult in my life, 
I'm not going to respect someone. I can't drink in value. If I don't drink in value, every time I go to rescue someone else, I'm in that manipulation and control zone. So stop. Recognize you only have the authority and the people around you to the degree that they give it to you. So you're not taking personally what they do all the time. You put down that personal offense. You put down the critical spirit. You begin to develop a quality relationship with godly people. You drink in life. You drink in value. You allow them to hold you accountable so that you're not rescuing. You almost will have to be in nurture situations. You, you can't survive apart from it. But try to make it nurture situations where you're not rescuing. You're more in a peer situation and you're getting a chance to give. You're getting a chance to kind of be who you are without jumping in with both feet in a way that it's going to make you sick. I've given you a lot of information to work with. Man, I hope this helps. I love sharing with you. We'll see you next time on another Tips Towards Recovery.